With this book, I'm hoping to help teachers think about their classroom in a different way. How can we individualize education for all students? How can we move away from the one-size-fits-all strategies that we've all been taught and forced to use? How can we take strategies from elementary teachers and tweak them to fit the needs of the secondary classroom? Motivating readers is not about completely reinventing our teaching methods. It's about taking the tried and true methods we already know and making reasonable adjustments to meet the unique needs of the students sitting in our classrooms today. Hi there, I'm Carolyn Wall, your host of the Middle School Cafe podcast, a podcast specifically for secondary ELA teachers looking to close the achievement gap. I'm a 20-year veteran teacher who still loves being in the classroom. Tune in each week as I reflect on my own teaching experience to bring you lesson plans, strategies, and stories that will help you develop your students as readers and writers. So grab your notepad, a cup of coffee, and join me each week as we dive into all things ELA. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. I hope that you're enjoying your summer vacation and getting some time to reconnect with friends and family or maybe even just reconnecting with yourself. This was my first week of summer and I so enjoyed sleeping in and just getting my house back in order. You know, those last few weeks of school are always crazy busy between promotions and concerts and field days and all the things that when I get home, I'm just super tired. And so housework definitely takes a backseat in those last few weeks of school. But this past weekend, I got everything caught up, and I even had time to sit and read a book. Today is a very special day, and I'm excited to share it with you. I'm so thrilled that you're here. Today, you can officially purchase my book, Motivating Readers, Teaching in the Post-Pandemic Era. It's available at most online retailers in both print and ebook format. I know that you've heard me talk about the book for the past month or so, and you've probably seen my many posts on social media about it. And I want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you to everyone who has reached out in support of the book, shared a social media post, or even purchased the pre-order. Because of your amazing support, the book is ranking number one on Amazon for new release in the reading skills category. That is amazing. Thank you so much. I can't wait for you to get the book in your hands. Today on the podcast, I want to focus on why I wrote the book and what I hope that you'll get from reading the book. Before we get into the meat of what the book is about, I want to take a moment to appreciate all the teachers out there. Teaching is no easy task, and it seems like the challenges just keep piling up year after year. So to all the educators listening, taking the time to share and learn more about your craft and how you can reach students, thank you for your dedication, thank you for your passion, And thank you for your commitment to shaping the minds of our future generation. This book was written for you to know that you are not alone, to acknowledge how the job has changed and provide you with some ideas and suggestions that might help you as you attempt to re-engage your students after the pandemic. I begin the book by acknowledging the profound impact that COVID has had on every aspect of our lives, including education. It sometimes feels like politicians and district leaders have forgotten what we experienced or want to ignore the impact that COVID had on our schools. Overnight, teachers were asked to reinvent teaching and learn to connect with students through computer screens. No one knew quite what to do, yet we worked to figure things out. We built the plane as we were flying. 
It was an immense challenge for both teachers and students. And because of this weighty challenge, how teachers and students engaged in school was different and what students were able to learn and retain was different. In the first chapter, I spent some time distinguishing between students being behind, like a grade level behind, and students having learning gaps, just holes in their education. I know that I've said it before, it would be a much easier problem to solve if students were collectively behind, but they're not. If all sixth graders were at a fifth grade level, it would be so much easier to adapt and modify the curriculum to meet those needs. But because students participated in school during the pandemic at varying levels, they have been left with gaps in their education and some have huge gaps in their education. I had students who participated in online learning for a few weeks here and a few weeks there. So it makes sense that they didn't learn everything that they needed to before moving on. Additionally, districts, or at least my district, modified the curriculum maps. So for two years, the expectations of what students were supposed to learn at a particular grade level were very different than the expectations at the same grade level pre-COVID. All of this makes sense to me, and I certainly understand why districts change curriculum maps. And I believe that students and families participated to the best of their abilities under the circumstances. But That doesn't change the fact that students have wide and varied gaps in their education. The baseline of what we can expect from students at any given grade level really no longer exists. And we, the teachers, are left to figure out what's the best way to move on. To compound the issue, the public, politicians, and many district leaders have refused to acknowledge these gaps in education and expect teachers to continue moving forward as if nothing has happened which in my opinion is ridiculous. Students are not behind. They are exactly where they should be given the circumstances that we faced. This is a mindset shift that is crucial for us as educators. Instead of us fixating on catching students up to pre-pandemic standards, I want us to recognize that the needs of our students has shifted and therefore how we teach students also needs to shift. That's the focus of the remainder of the book. I wanted to provide teachers with ideas, strategies, and insights to bridge the gaps in students' knowledge and provide meaningful instruction for all students. The strategies outlined in the book aim to inspire confidence in teachers and remind you of your capacity to make a positive impact in the lives of your students. I truly believe that we are at a pivotal time in education. We have the opportunity to change how education is delivered. Yes, I absolutely will agree that organizational change needs to happen, but that's not an issue that I deal with in the book. That is not something that I have control over. And I wanted to write a book that focuses on what teachers can do in their classrooms right now. They need the most help, but they have the ability to control. With this book, I'm hoping to help teachers think about their classroom in a different way. How can we individualize education for all students? How can we move away from the one-size-fits-all strategies that we've all been taught and forced to use? How can we take strategies from elementary teachers and tweak them to fit the needs of the secondary classroom? Motivating readers is not about completely reinventing our teaching methods. It's about taking the tried-and-true methods we already know and making reasonable adjustments to meet the unique needs of the students sitting in our classrooms today. Teachers and students can still be successful despite the obstacles that we are currently facing by equipping ourselves with the right support and strategies. 
we, the teachers, have the ability and the power to make a real positive change in education. You may be wondering who this book was written for, who would benefit from reading it, and honestly, I'd say that this book is for anyone that is currently in the classroom teaching secondary ELA. If you have ever thought at any point over the past two years, this just isn't working anymore. This book is for you. I know that I have thought that many times. I have even questioned whether the problem is me. I've looked for solutions on my own only to find the same ideas over and over again. This book, while I did not invent the strategies, will help you look at what you are currently doing and modify the strategy you already know how to do to meet the needs of your students. It does not ask you to learn a new strategy or abandon things that you love. It is taking ideas that you have successfully used pre-pandemic and showing you how to effectively use them in the current climate of our classrooms. If you are a brand new teacher, this book is for you. It will help you to understand the difference between students who are behind and students who have gaps in their learning. It will help you to address the student who can successfully complete one task, but then have no understanding of another task even if there's similarities in the learning. As someone who has guided many new teachers into the profession, this book will help you to see and understand the reality of today's secondary ELA classroom. It will give you ideas and suggestions on how to help you engage and motivate your students. And if you are on the verge of burnout, feeling like you are doing so much but continue to feel like it's never enough, this book is for you. Well, I can't tell you whether or not it's time for you to move on or switch careers. I can tell you that once I started looking at the academic needs of my students and how those needs have changed, and then I adopted my teaching methods to meet those new needs, my feelings of burnout were not as strong. Once I shifted my own mindset and stopped trying to get back to pre-COVID ways in the classroom, I was able to appreciate where my students were. I was able to incorporate ideas that helped meet the needs of my students and move them along their learning journey, even when the public or the district didn't see it as enough. I was able to better appreciate the gains that my students were making. I truly believe that with proper support, students will recover from the pandemic losses and improve their skills. But it's not going to happen overnight. It will take several years to recover. And we've seen that. As educators, we have the power to instill a love of learning and help each student close their own learning gaps. But we have to stop trying to force students to perform as they did pre-pandemic. How students learn has shifted, and it's left up to us, the teachers, to modify our teaching strategies to meet the needs of students. More and more, I'm becoming a teacher who advocates for a shift away from whole group instruction. When the ability levels in my class range from kinder through high school, I can no longer teach one lesson to meet the needs of many. In the book, I share ideas for student-centered learning, providing students with choices, and attempting to tailor education to address each of the needs of my students. These are also the topics of the interviews I have this summer in our summer series that starts here on the podcast in July. I may not be able to control much in education overall, but I know that I can control how I deliver information and how I assess students in my class. I want you to focus only on the areas that you can control. It is too easy to get wrapped up into the details of trying to overhaul a systematic change. And I'm not saying don't get involved, but focus your time and energy on the things that you can control. In today's episode, I'm not going to spend time talking about each chapter separately. If you would like to know more specifically 
what you'll find chapter by chapter, you can go back to episode number 25. That was the episode which I announced the book and took a little peek inside each chapter. But I do want to talk today about what you'll find in the book overall. Within the chapters, I share personal stories, practical strategies, and insights that I've gained throughout my career and how I've used my experience to modify my approach to teaching and reach today's students. With compassion and empathy, I acknowledge the unique challenges faced by both teachers and students. I recognize the demanding nature of our profession and the immense pressure that students encounter in their academic journeys. Through real-world examples, I want to provide inspiration and a sense of familiarity, reminding you that you are not alone on this challenging path. The book is not filled with theories about educational practices, but rather actionable steps that you can implement in your own classroom. I share strategies that have been proven effective in fostering a love of reading, reigniting that motivation in students, and cultivating an engaging learning environment for all students. From nurturing a positive classroom culture to embracing student interests and preferences, these strategies empower you to meet the unique needs of your students and ignite their passion for learning. This book is not about dwelling on the past or complaining about the difficulties that we have faced over the last few years, and there are many difficulties that we could talk about. Instead, it's about moving forward, a discussion on how teachers can leverage their existing knowledge and teaching methods to address learning gaps and engage students without feeling overwhelmed or feeling like you need to reinvent education once again. I hope that motivating readers teaching in the post-pandemic era will inspire you and give you the confidence that you need to face the challenges of today's educational landscape. It's my sincere desire that this book empowers you to continue making a positive impact in the lives of your students. Above all, this book is a celebration of the art of teaching and appreciation for what good teachers do day in and day out. This past week, I spent some time in the Facebook group sharing some of the ideas presented in the book. Those videos live on long after the live. So if you'd like to catch the replays of any of them, head over to the Secondary ELA Facebook group. If you're interested in checking the book out further, you'll find the link to both Amazon and Barnes & Noble sales pages over in the show notes. However, you should be able to find the book at most online retailers. It is available in both ebook and print format. If you have any questions about the book, please don't hesitate to reach out. All right, before I let you go, I want to let you know that I will be taking next week off. Next week is July 4th, and it is also my birthday week, so I'm going to take a little break and enjoy some well-deserved time off. When the podcast returns on July 11th, it will be the first interview episode in our summer series. I can't wait for you to hear the interviews. I know that you will find lots of value in what other teachers have to say, as well as find some little nuggets of information to take with you as you return to school this fall. I promised you last week that I would share the details of our game with you. Don't worry, it's going to be super easy, fun, and you'll get the opportunity to win prizes just for playing along. Our summer series challenge will be hosted over on my Instagram account. So if you're not following me over there, just search Middle School Cafe and you should be able to find me. I'll be creating a highlight for the challenge so that you can find all the information and the challenge board at any time. The challenge will be to complete any three tasks in a row, sort of like a tic-tac-toe. Then you're going to post your completed challenge board on your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag me. That way I will see it and enter you in for the drawing. The challenge will run all summer long with prizes being drawn after our last interview in the series in mid-August. I hope that you'll join us for the fun. 
But even if you are not into games, I hope that you'll come listen to the summer series as teachers simply share from their hearts what they are doing to help meet the needs of today's students. All right, everyone, that is what I have for you today. I wish everyone a happy and safe 4th of July. Remember that I'll be taking next week off. Until next time, everyone, have a fabulous two weeks. Bye.